All right, welcome, boys and girls, to another episode of the IDP Plus podcast, which is officially sponsored by the uh, the wonderful company we know as Trophy Smag. So Trophy Smack has some awesome products for your leagues as, as far as uh, championship belts, uh, trophies, rings, like Super Bowl rings. And they now even I've seen they have really cool like for your losers of your leagues, like loser merch, toilet seats, body suits, like all sorts of really fun stuff. So if you head over to good old trophysmack.com, enter the code IDP guys, and you will get a free championship ring with your order. So all this stuff is customizable, the belts, the trophies. You see Matt has a belt there. Um, it is awesome stuff. So they are the official sponsor of the IDP Plus pod. Uh, so we welcome you to week 13, and I am Steve Thompson, a.k.a. Dicey Santa, joined by my handsome co-host, Matt Record, at, at Record21. Matt, we made it to week 13. We sure did. It's almost playoff season. It's those playoff push. As mm. saying, if you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe. But check out this bell. Mm. This thing is legit. These things are mm. cool as all heck. Uh, for those of you listening to us on any of the streaming platforms, head over to trophysmack.com. Check these things out. They are for real. I, for one, would like to win one of these uh, in one of my <laughs> leagues this year. And, you know, week 13, we're getting there. We are getting there. A lot of fun stuff to unpack. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I actually just switched over to a trophy smack trophy for my oh. 20 plus year running home league uh, because mm. it's got so many like spaces that you can add on to. I thought that was really cool. So uh, absolutely. They've got they've got great stuff over there. But um, yeah, we're going to jump right into week 13, starting with uh, the Thursday night game, the Seahawks. And there we go. And the Cowboys. Um You'll notice the sheets have a couple uh, additional pieces of information this week. I thought I'd throw on there uh, that that could help everyone who's viewing on YouTube, and then you know audio. We could we could touch on some of the points here, but I've added in our what we predicted uh, to be the start sit tier of these guys. So if you're familiar with our content, uh, especially the written content, which is only for subscribers. Um, we every week our chart we put out we basically have four tiers of uh players your start your studs your solid starting options your hail marys and your no thanks so uh just kind of i guess almost like an accuracy uh you know thing to go along here with uh how they actually finished in points um, along with the matchups that were leading up to the week. So how many snaps on offense, defense, and the points given up to the position. So uh, with Seattle here, we saw Tariq Woolen uh, come away as the number one scorer at corner. We saw Bobby Wagner have a really great game uh, doing his thing with tackles, uh, 14 total, seven solos with one of them being a TFL. We saw Jordan Brooks start off with a really nice game, a sad sack early but went down injured so we're gonna have to hope that jordan brooks is able to, to bounce back i don't think it was anything crazy serious uh but that is why you're going to see well did Devin bush actually do anything um in relief duty not totally sure uh so yeah Devin bush plays 65 percent of the snaps comes away with a whopping five fantasy points there uh Hot two dang. tackles <laughs> two solos so uh yeah we don't even have him highlighted as a a waiver wire edition. We actually don't have anyone for this game. Uh, so again, for the YouTube people, uh, 
we will have highlighted players in red uh, as, you know, potential IDP waiver wire pickup. So I didn't really, there's not, yeah, Matt, overall week 13 to me just felt kind of cruddy for both offense and defense uh, fantasy wise. Like we had a crap ton of people go down injured on offense. Uh, of course, defense people went down. I don't think any, anybody was lost for the season or anything like that. And it just felt like, you know, some of these games were not very high scoring at all. So like, I don't know, this just felt like a very crappy week fitting for week 13. Yes, scoring was down other than, you know, obviously a few outliers here and there. Uh, So, yeah, this particular game, you know, we've always loved Reek Woolen when he's healthy, you know, right? He was a a star last year, uh, played 98% of snaps, like love that, especially in those cornerback required leagues. Um, Definitely a streaming candidate. I will always be happy when my rookie cornerbacks do well. Devin Witherspoon also put up a nice outing. Uh, yeah, but a lot of this, look at these game. snap counts, right? Like this game, talk about, you know, one of the few games where offense was king. Uh, mm-hmm. So many heck in snaps. Yeah. Uh, Reek Woolen or Bobby Wagner played 100% of the snaps. 89. Mm-hmm. 89. That's like 20 yeah. or so more than you'd expect for an average game. Uh, and then even yeah. on the other side of the ball, the Seattle defenders uh, or the Dallas defenders were playing, what, 68 is that the yeah. or 70? Uh, or six, six, Stefan Gilmore, 69. Nice. Six, ha, nice. So <laughs> there's a lot of volume stats here. This is one of our higher scoring games. Um, in terms of anyone you could potentially look at for a waiver wire pickup, I've always loved me some Osa Adigazua. Uh, played 62% of snaps. He's currently the 20. In the scoring that you're seeing here is the same that we use in our charity tournament um, that we run every year. Um, the IDP guys invitational, uh, he's currently the 22nd overall defensive tackle. Um, I know that's not a whole lot, but next week is the last week of buy. So if you do need someone to throw in there, uh, you can do far worse than him, but otherwise, yeah, this game, uh, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned that Micah Parsons was kind of terrible, uh, again, from a fantasy perspective, from a fantasy perspective, he was bad. It's one of those games. It's, it's so frustrating with defensive ends. You watch the game, like, yeah, you are wreaking havoc. Like he won. I mean, he kind of won them the game that last play, right? Or you yeah. know, he he's the one that influenced. You know, and what do you get for that for fantasy? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, you kind of know what you're getting there. So uh, no, other than that, I think uh, I think this game is you keep playing who you're going to be playing. Yeah, I wanted to unpack quickly the the Seahawks safety situation because I'm mm-hmm. as I'm skimming through here, I'm like, well, Jordan Brooks went down. Maybe Julian Love got some extra play. Yet we see here only 20% of snaps. And I just searched him. No injury. He played a little bit in the fourth. Like, I, I don't know what was going on there. So it appears that, well, at least for this game, Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs were the number one safeties, played close to 100% of the snaps there. So they're they're the guys to play. And Julian Love just continues to be a conundrum, a very risky option here. Some people love him still. I, you know, when the snaps are going up and down, zigzagging like that, that's not someone that I want to rely on. Um, this is the second week in a row for Jonathan Hankins to have a sack. You know, we didn't have him highlight last week. We don't have him highlight this week. 39% of snaps. Not going to count on it. Just not someone I'm interested in, in in not only rostering, but certainly not playing at that staff count and, you know, betting that he's going to continue a hot sack streak. So uh, just sure. wanted to call call those Re- out as well. Related, this is the third straight week where Boye Mafe has uh, done no practically sense. nothing. Yeah. Um, I think I'm ready to 
maybe cut bait for some other streaming folks. He's getting the playtime you want to see. Um, yeah. So definitely pay attention to, you know, the matchups there, but I don't know. It's tough to swallow three straight weeks. Like I'd rather find someone else who's, you know, done something more recently, uh, you know, than him. So he kind of feels like, one... a... Oh, he feels like a Jonathan Greener type guy. Yes. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Some people love him and are going to ride with him. I'm kind of indifferent leaning towards like, don't like him that much. You know, when he went on the on the streak earlier this year, it's hard to ignore that. But and he has he does have second round draft capital, but so does Daryl Taylor. Like I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be an interesting one to get people's opinions of in the off season for Dynasty because for sure. of the hot start and now kind of floundering leading up into some really important matchups here, including probably this week was one for a lot of you know IDP managers. So. Um, Damon Clark, you know, from the linebacker situation, Damon Clark, 71%, Marquise Bell, um, 84 So they flip-flopped again. Two weeks ago, it was the same situation. Last week, it was Clark who played more, and now this week we're back to Bell. So, again, impossible to give you really solid advice there. Um, I still kind of like playing both, but uh, it's it's very frustrating and annoying when uh, they keep flip-flopping like that. For sure. Um, so yeah, other than that, I don't think I see anything crazy. Donovan Wilson uh for the Cowboys safety situation again continues to be the guy that I want who's actually a safety again, not Marquis Bell. Um, so yeah, Wilson's about the only one I care about really right now, and I'm potentially willing to play. Um at at, at 88% last week, he was 90. So um good to see that. Um, yeah, all right, we're gonna move on. Um, Denver, so the Denver Broncos and Houston Texans. Um, let's see here. Singleton's doing his thing. Uh, he has not relinquished 100% snap roll. Um, now Josie Jewell had a good game. Uh, I believe he came away with oh, that must have been last week where he had a sack. So Josie Jewell. Uh, one of his higher snap counts in recent weeks, 75%, but only six tackles with nothing else and just two of them solo. So you're definitely frustrated with Jordan Redraft. He should be, you know, unless you're in a super deep redraft league, um, Jewel should not even be rostered, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, uh, as far as the Texas linebacking situation, we had uh, Christian Harris play 60%. Denzel Perryman, 65. Blake Cashman at 100. Guess who was the worst producer out of all three? Big Blake Cashman. So, I don't know. What the hell are you doing here with, the, with these linebackers on Houston, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know they're – you know Cashman's playing, which is nice. Like, the 100 percent's is great. Uh, Perryman continues to perplex. Yeah. Uh, like, I really felt Do they confident. trust him? Do they not? Right. Like, he just it's, came back from the suspension. No, it's not an injury, but like, what, what in the hell are they doing? Yeah, the, the Texans are kind of like uh, the Browns of last year to me <laughs> right now, where it's just that like, I, like I don't really want to touch yeah. any of them. I don't trust mm-hmm. them. Granted, you're at a point now, though, where you know, in your playoff push, you don't want to, you know, change things too much, right? Like, yeah. keep with what kind of got you there, but you can't yeah. feel good throwing out any of these linebackers. Like, nope. if you get it right, you feel like a freaking genius, but when you get it wrong, like I always do. Uh, you know, you end up losing, right? So it's it, it's tough. It, it's a tough one. Uh, Everyone was taking their victory laps on Blake Cashman. I'm like, he's not that good at football. And you know, here we go with 
more than a few duds in a row after the monster game with the sack and all those tackles and everyone was taking their victory laps. Like, guys, you got to remember, like, if you're bad at football, it's generally going to affect your playing time and your IDP production is going to be very lumpy. Um, so uh, he apparently is good enough to stay on the field at 100% snaps, which boggles my mind. Um, but, yeah, here we go with the – with the low IDP production. So, yeah. And I, um, and I will say this, that the Texans play the jets next week. Um, you know, a team that struggles mightily on offense who will probably not have a whole lot of snaps. So any of these sort of yeah. volumey type snaps, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust them. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, very happy to see Will Anderson with a, with a monster game here. Um, four QB hits finally got on. We've been saying it. He's been getting the QB hits. He's been getting the pressures, just hasn't converted. And, yeah, he wasn't probably in a lot of people's lineups. Now, maybe with bye weeks you were kind of forced into playing him. But I get it. You you know, if you didn't have to, you probably weren't playing him. Because, look, I mean, the Broncos, they were an okay matchup for defensive ends, but nothing great. Uh, the linebackers actually major disappointment with the, with the fancy matchup. They were the best fantasy matchup. Um, but, yeah, Will Anderson continued. He's, he's not leaving the – I'm already got him in the elite tier in dynasty and he's not leaving anytime soon because this is his ceiling. He's just got to get a little more consistent with the floor. He gets a pass for me as a rookie for the low floor this year. So I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. I, I, I was going to bring up a couple of, of highly sought after rookies uh, defensive ends last year, namely being yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Um, if you remember last year, very similar season to what Will Anderson's mm-hmm. putting up right now. You have some Thank explosive you. games like, yep, that's why they drafted him where they drafted him, right? Yeah. Uh, but still a rookie defensive end. He's getting the snap share that you want to see him have. Uh, and closing that that loop, uh, both uh, Hutchinson and Thibodeau are in the top 20 this year. So dynasty yeah. asset, just you got to hold firm. Um, just know you can't really trust him this year unless you are forced in a spot where you're trying to go uh, really high upside versus, you know, the safer sort of picks. Um, but at that position, you know, there's not a whole lot of really super, super, super safe picks, right? Exactly. Uh, so uh, you love to see it. Uh, Dynasty arrow is pointed up for sure. And for me, Will Anderson wasn't even, he's uh, an elite level talent. Like I do love Hutchinson and Thibodeau, but for me, you know, they're they're not in the same tier talent wise, just NFL. Uh, Anderson has a higher yeah. ceiling for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we'll touch on the waiver wire pickups we've got highlighted. Uh, Derek Stingley is on a, on a roll um, back Love from him. his injury. You know, since he's been playing 100% of snaps, um, he's been crushing. Now, yes, he's sort of relying on these interceptions and big splash plays, but he's had some decent tackle floor games as well. This one, had he not gotten the two interceptions, would have been a complete dud. So you you do run the risk of that. But, you know, this is what he is, though. I mean, he's a ball hawk. He kind of very much reminds me of Asante Samuel Sr., um, where you are, you know, if you're playing him in IDP, yes, the tackle floor can be zero. It can be one. So you have to kind of, uh, you know, gamble with that. But the payoffs are games like this. So two picks, four defended passes. So that's why he didn't get tackles, because he's out there blocking, breaking out passes, right? Um, just the one solo tackle. But, hey. In leagues that reward, you know, cornerback scoring appropriately where passes defended and interceptions are worth the points that they're supposed to be worth for, at least four for an interception, probably at least two for a pass defended, then he he should absolutely be rostered in leagues that you're playing like 
two to four defensive backs, and he I'm probably starting him in the, in games where I know that the passing is going to be heavy. So, oh, <laughs> uh, he he's the tenth highest scoring per game cornerback. Love which again, uh, we always love looking at the total points scored, right? Uh, yeah. But points per game is where it's yeah. at for some of these positions, especially for folks that have missed a lot of time with injury, and that's mm-hmm. with a zero burger in there in his first game back from injury where they're right. sort of getting him in there. So, uh, he is absolutely. Uh, he's a free agent in the league I'm looking at, so yeah. he probably won't be uh, moving forward. Yeah. Um, so we've also got P.J. Locke, the Broncos safety, filling in while Kareem Jackson is out. Um, had a really nice game here. So just in case, you know, you need a fill-in for one more week, uh, P.J. Locke can be could be that safety for you. Jimmy Ward, the Texan safety, was always the starter. He's not going to lose his job to injury, so he's back, played 95% of snaps. He's a very solid option here going forward. And I have Blake Cashford highlighted just because I feel like people may have dropped him. Like, he might be floating out there. The fact that he maintained and held on to his 100% snap roll with Perryman back and, and Harris, who basically outplayed him last week, it still gives me encouragement, and then I still at least want him rostered. Uh, so that's why he's highlighted there, and why I don't have Perryman and Harris highlighted because 60% and 65% snaps. I don't want that in just about any league, so I'm not rolling the dice on that. Um, here, Petrie, we'll touch on him. People have been frustrated with him. A fine enough game, six solos and a TFL. You know, we'll take that as a floor. It'd be nice to get some boom games from him to finish out the year. So we kind of just have to cross our fingers on that. But still playing 100% of snaps, still should be rostered. And, you know, I guess he kind of played the matchups with him. Oh, and this was even a very bad matchup from a fantasy standpoint. He still had a, a decent enough game. So you kind of just got to roll with the Petrie punches. <laughs> You got anything nope. else on this one? Nope, that is about it for me. All right, that's going to take us to a stinker. Um, the Chargers and the Patriots. Not Great a lot game. of points in this one. Fun um, to watch. <laughs> very top-heavy IDP scoring. Uh, you know, at, at the bottom there, not a lot left. So, um, Khalil Mack did his thing, still, still going hard. Uh, we do have Thule. Uh, to Pelo to highlight it as he's played 92% of staff. Since Joey Bosa's gone down, he's not really given you the payoff that we would have liked um, playing these ridiculously high snap counts for a rookie, basically tweener, edge rusher, linebacker. Um, but I think it's coming, and that's why he's highlighted still, because I still want to take the chances on the talent and the snap counts here for, for Tui Pelotu. Um, it's just Khalil Mack is stealing all of the production right so um uh, eric hedricks out outdid uh kenneth murray despite playing less snaps um that was because they he somehow gets a sack i don't know how or why that happens kind of annoying um that that would have gone to two below two but um that's why kendricks is is up there and also yeah i guess he could probably be highlighted if he's played 89 percent of snaps um so let's go ahead and do that. But you got what are your takeaways here for as the Patriots fan? Oh God, we're terrible. Um, <laughs> it's a fascinating thing because you have to look at it from both the Patriots defensive players and the teams that are playing them, right? So the yeah. Patriots cannot sustain drives. Yeah, they yeah. can't do anything. And the one nice thing when you were playing the Patriots is when Mac Jones was playing. Uh, quarterback for us you knew he's gonna throw like two bonehead interceptions right so you knew there were some <laughs> splash plays there um yeah. zappy i mean looked not great but f- better 
even though we scored zero points, didn't turn the ball over, was uh, right. was sacked uh, quite a few times. Um, so hard to sell. So from the Patriots side, though, a couple of things I wanted to sort of note, uh, sort of been on Miles Bryant for a whole lot of uh, this season. Uh, currently mm-hmm. the 17th uh, points per game cornerback we have in our scoring system. He's 10th nice. overall in points. Uh, so interesting amount of play time he had in this game, only 66% yeah. that hat or 64% that has been closer to a hundred. So just monitor, see if you got nicked up. I didn't notice anything. Um, so maybe that was injury related. Uh, we have Jabril peppers. there highlighted as a waiver wire target. Um, he's been just freaking great all year. He only scored seven points in this game. Uh, the Chargers struggle in offense too. Um, so only 61 snaps. Uh, he's been someone that's kind of been the Patriots MVP. Uh, I would say from an IDP perspective um, for the totality of the year, he's definitely worth rostering. Go get him uh, there. Um, and yeah. And then Jelani Tavai. Uh, and Jawan Bentley have been have been you know pretty solid on the Patriots side as well in that linebacker spot. So nothing super crazy, but again, you have one more week if you're going for a more safe pick uh, for trying to get you into the playoffs. Uh, those are people you should for sure be looking for. Absolutely, um, yeah. I don't have a lot to add on this one. Um, my guy Josh Uche is kind of stuck in this thirty percent uh, role. And Homstever Keon yeah. White is up to Ooh. 87%. Uh, yeah. So that's one of those, uh, I think he's a, what, second round pick this year? Yeah. Uh, second pick from the Pats. Um, so the Patriots are in full-blown tank. Uh, the defense is clearly trying to win, uh, but but the offense physically can't. Uh, yeah. So we're going to have a lot of these young folks. It's, it's now at the... It's now time to see if there is anyone on this roster that is worth building around. Uh, Ken White has the draft capital. He's now getting the playtime. That's not yeah. to say he's going to be a trustworthy asset each and every week, but it's something to monitor from the dynasty perspective of, you know, maybe, maybe he'll start uh, you know, showing whether he's going to be something or not. Definitely uh, an attractive uh, dynasty asset for sure. Um, cool. I don't got a whole lot else on this one. You good? No, it was gross. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of the, what was it? I what was the final score 12 nothing or six nothing. It was six like, to nothing. Six nothing. Uh, Literally, the Patriots are the first. If you haven't heard of this yet, which I'm sure you have because <laughs> y'all are, are smart people, Patriots are the first team uh, in the Super Bowl era to, in for three straight games, given up 10 or fewer points and lost all three. <laughs> oh, that is just brutal. Uh, so that's so like not only are we losing, it's just boring as sin to watch. So it's like the 2001 Ravens, except they also can't win. <laughs> exactly. Aye, aye, aye. Drake May, here we come. All right, All let's right. move on. <laughs> Lions and the Saints. Jack Campbell season, baby. Um, it kind of you know we don't like to root for injury, but um, it's when it when it you know makes these kind of muddy situations clear, like we'll kind of take it. And I don't know that Anzalone is going to be out super long either. Um, so this could all be a one-week thing if, if Anzalone comes back. Um, we'll have to see how he gets through practice most of this week. But Jack Campbell outproduces barely uh, Derek Barnes uh, by a few a tackle here and there. Um, but Campbell 79%, Barnes 84%. So basically the same about 
Uh, so both of them are highlighted as pickups. So if Anzalone is still going to miss time, they are both uh, viable options, I think, going forward here um, are Campbell and Barnes. So uh, Brian Branch with a great game. Paulson Adebo continues to be the corner in New Orleans who is scoring all the fantasy points. <laughs> Again, I, I mean, I don't care if it finishes out the rest of the season that way. That's still – it could fluctuate on a on a dime. That could go to someone else. So – now with um um who's their their stud corner who's out um Marshawn Lattimore out it certainly lends itself to you know going out of Bo's way but Alante Taylor is still there still the slot corner still playing a crap ton of snaps not uh, snaps ninety eight percent of this one it's just Adebo was the target this he's getting picked on so. Um, the other, the only other waiver after we have highlighted in this one was Jordan Howden, the safety for the saints, uh, with Marcus may he's been in and out all year between he's been suspended. He's had injuries. So like, I don't know, maybe hold on to Howden at this point, um, despite whether may comes back because, uh, whoever seems to be playing that role is the one who, who's doing well. Um, you know, we saw Terrell Matthew do nothing on 100% snaps, one assisted tackle. That's it. That's kind of crazy against the Lions. And especially the way this game turned out in a shootout here, um, that's that's very surprising. We had uh, Pete Warner uh, absent due to injury in this one. I don't think that's going to be anything major, which is why we do not have Nephi Sewell highlighted as a crazy you know if you're in some super deep league or you want to handcuff pete werner um if you have him then sure it appears to be nephi sewell we thought we thought it would be zach bond he's actually been getting in games um with healthy demario davis and pete werner so that's kind of a surprise uh, and we'll you know kind of similarly with the chiefs when we get to that game um sewell must be like the direct backup and bond just kind of the specialty role player um so bond actually did get a sack in this one <laughs> uh whereas nephew sewell got all the tackles so but neither are guys that we're chasing again i don't think Werner's going to be out uh very long but if he does miss again it, i guess it would be sewell um although again 72 percent of snaps for a linebacker i'm not super uh happy or trustworthy of that so um you got what do you got for this one matt and none too keen on Sewell there. A yeah. uh, few, few things that uh, stick out to me. Um, yeah, those Detroit defensive backs like love mm-hmm. the fact that Tracy Walker and Brian Branch and Kirby Joseph all, you know, were able to Coexist. perform in harmony there. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, we always worry when all of them are healthy, you know, who's going to eat into who. It's kind of like shaping up like the Falcons defensive back situation. It's like, oh, the oh, answer no. is all of them. It's not just one. The answer is all of them. Um, yeah. So love all that. They should all be rostered everywhere, I'd, I'd say, um, especially yeah. in your just average deep leagues. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Tyron Matthew, very disappointing game. Uh, you know, we played 100% of the snaps. Uh, that's one of those ones where you kind of chalk it up to like, well, it happens. Uh, still the 36th overall uh, safety in the scoring system. So he's yeah. still definitely there as a safety two, safety three, uh, kind mm-hmm. of sort of be expecting him to be um, anyway going into the year. I think he might be kind of outperforming what we our projections for him going into the year. Um, but you can't ignore that 100% of defensive snaps played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're playing, yeah, Carolina. So a interesting offense with, you know, a quarterback that is prone to be making a bunch of mistakes. So uh, mm-hmm. I would keep him in your lineups wherever you have him. But other than that, yeah, I don't 
other than yeah, Pete Warner, we'll see if he comes back. If he doesn't, and you are desperate, like you know, seemingly Nephew Sewell is the guy. Um, but you're not gonna feel super confident rolling him out there, especially if you're in that playoff push. Absolutely. Um Aiden Hutchinson and Lee McNeil kind of duds in this one, which stunk because um, well, this was a great matchup fantasy wise for McNeil, especially. Uh, was kind of expecting a sack in this one. Um, and then Hutchinson, man, I 91% of snaps. It wasn't uh, it was a bad fantasy matchup, but um, but both of these offenses were on the field. We saw it turned into a shootout. So kind of, you know, this is why I'm not I, I so I'm not a huge Hutchinson guy. I don't want to like I feel like people are stupid, like he's awesome. You have to start him every week. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I I just yeah, I don't know. Uh, but this is, yeah, this is what Will Anderson was doing. Only, you know, it's his rookie year, not, you know. So Hutchinson's floor still very much in question here. Um, interesting to see old-ass Bruce Irvin come out of nowhere with a sack for mm-hmm. the Lions. I was like, where did he come from? Like, I didn't see any news on signings. And, it, of course, it was on 16% of staff. So of do course. not go chase that. Um, leave him leave him out there. But I was just like, what the heck? And uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is getting run 46% of snaps with uh so they're still they're just committed to a three-headed monster at linebacker which is super super annoying <laughs> so all right other than that you got anything else nope not particularly cam jordan down to 29 percent snaps i don't i'm not too sure if that was injury or just he's officially washed so but you weren't we we weren't starting whether he's playing 89 percent snaps he probably would have given you the same uh four points there so that sucks for him all right, Falcons and Jets. Uh, all right, let me zoom in here a little bit. Okay, we've got – we. so I believe I wrote up this game, and, you know, you can see Bud Dupree was listed as a Hail Mary there despite the Jets being the fourth-best uh, fantasy matchup. It's because, you know, that, that whole edge-rushing group there is a giant rotation. Now, Bud Dupree, this 74% of staffs is, like, his highest in a long time. So – he did get home for two sacks, which makes sense with the fantasy matchup. It's just impossible to tell you whether it was going to be him or Arnold Abrichetti or um, Lorenzo Carter um, or the interior guys, David Animata, Clayus Campbell, Catavius Street. Like, this is just a gigantic rotation. So it's nice to see Bud Dupree home. But the reason he's not highlighted in red to, is someone to go pick up is because He's not going to play the Jets every week, and he's probably not going to play 74% of snaps every week. So it's just not someone I'm excited to to go after. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who just kind of chase points and tell you to go pick up these guys because they they scored well this week. But, you know, we try to dive a little deeper here for you over at IDP Plus, and that's just not somebody that I'm interested in uh, in obtaining uh, on my team pretty much at any level, unless it's like an active best ball league that you can – go get waivers then i would have probably told you to yeah go grab him prior to this week but like unless it's a best ball league where you can still add people i want nothing to do with bud dupree like i'm sorry <laughs> so great that he did this well but i okay this will be his best game of the year like not someone i'm i'm super interested in so um i don't know i'll throw it to you after that little mini rant there <laughs> oh I, I i love those types of rants um, just a fascinating game i mean scrolling yeah. this on the old you know the old youtube visuals here uh, every there's a lot of idp points in this game right yeah, uh, there's a lot like 
I don't know. I mean, I think the general average is pretty good. Like, I don't know how many people you started that completely tanked you uh, yeah. in this one. Other yeah. than, uh, oh, where did he go? The uh, CJ Mosley there on the Jets. Yeah. We expect to be so much better than this. Still played 100%. It was a weird game. You can continue to trust him. Um, yeah. yeah. Nate Landman, the Landman, yeah. uh, still performed really well on only 60% of snaps. So I don't love yeah. that snap percentage there, but yeah. he's performing. So if you're still riding that, riding that train, continue to do it. Um, yeah. I want to point out Jeff Okuda here, uh, the cornerback. I don't know why I, uh, my eyes just go to all these cornerbacks. Uh, he's been averaging about 13 points when he's on the field. Uh, his overall point totals are kind of diminished based off of uh, some injuries he's had, but when he's out there, he's performing pretty dang well. So you're, if you're talking cornerback streamers, uh, there are worse people uh, to have. They're going up against uh, the Buccaneers next week. We know uh, like to spread the ball out to those talented wide receivers uh, and those wide receivers will get open unlike a Jeff Okuda. So I uh, kind of expect him to have a pretty decent week next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, other other than that, you know, you love to see Jermaine Johnson have a huge heckin' game there for the Jets. Only played 60% of snaps, so kind of a boomer bust character there. Um, but no, it's it yeah, Richie Grant performed pretty well too. I don't know. It, it I feel like both of these teams you generally know who you want to be playing, and the people that uh did not do great, uh, we expect to kind of bounce back, and the ones that are we have in those hail Mary categories. Like I don't, I don't fully trust this explosion uh, in this very weird game. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, you know, CJ Mosley kind of just the split between solos and assists hurt. Yeah. And he gave you nothing else in the, in the, in any other category. So that hurts. Yeah. I'm getting scared with landman and Richie grants like snaps. Um, I'm, I'm checking out the alignments. Like, Richie Grant was getting box snaps, so so that was helpful. Um, but so was but D'Amico DeMar- DeMarco Helms is definitely playing like more safety. So is this alignment and usage going to continue? That's that's a big question. Um, yeah, this one's kind of good, and that's why. So you one see, note well, to AJ. Oh yeah, Terrell got oh, injured, AJ right? Terrell got hurt. Uh, yeah. concussion, uh, which is why he only played 4% of those snaps. Uh, something to monitor for sure, because mm-hmm. I mean, they have a talented secondary there that can move people around, so uh, you might see that bump back up there for Richie Grant and, you know, being used in I mean, he already was being used in off-post spots, but uh, there'll be more tackles to be made right, with Asia Trout yeah. not being there, so we'll Clark, see how that impacts things. Clark Phillips is their talented fourth-round rookie, um, who's, who's I guess the backup, or at least filled in in this one, so um that that would be for incredibly deep leagues um but yeah the only guy we've got highlighted is tony adams the jet safety just as a reminder he's healthy he's playing all the snaps again um but yeah the you uh jermaine johnson had a great game um you know quentin jefferson we're not highlighting him at 51 percent of snaps where's my guy big bryce huff is a big fan you know just 49 percent of snaps and this is just like Jets rotation. I put Will McDonald on there. Eighteen percent. I was gonna. Um, I was gonna mention that. I feel like you feel obligated to to throw him on there, even though he didn't do a dang thing. Yeah, I just like to show how much he's playing, really. Um, <laughs> to, even just for myself to track it, to get my eyeballs on it. But yeah, this is yeah, this was kind of gross game. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm not tr- super 
thrilled throwing Richie Grant and Nate Lamon in my in my lineups going forward with these snap counts and just praying that they'll continue with the big splash plays. Like I'm a little scared about that. Caden Ellis is safe with 100%, but he only gave you tackles this week. No, no big splash plays. So like, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell's going on in Atlanta all of a sudden. <laughs> but yeah, CJ Mosley, don't don't get too worried. Uh, Quincy Williams, it was nice to see him give us some production again after some uh, you know slower weeks there, kind of fighting through an injury. Um, he he was back to giving you at least decent uh, IDP scoring there. So um, good on this one. Yeah, let's move on. All right, the Cardinals and the Steelers. So go birds. Um, yeah, how dare you? <laughs> uh, Patriots are now the second pick in the NFL draft. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much rooting for every upset uh, every single time. <laughs> so, yeah, I bet. Um, oh, I didn't mean. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean the Philadelphia Eagles. I meant the. Yeah, yeah Go our, Birds is our slogan. They're and... also Bird. I, I No disrespect meant. Yeah. I, I rescind that. Go Cardinals. How about that? <laughs> go the NFL football team, the Cardinals. You know, the Ravens were trying to. Uh, take that phrase and were they we, we oh i missed that didn't let that happen at least on twitter um so yeah very very funny when the other bird teams try to try to use that not my um, intention <laughs> all good um so mega fitzpatrick in this one comes back to meh production very mediocre four solos and one assist with nothing else he also apparently you found this out for me earlier he broke shy. his heckin hand yeah, in the middle he of the with game, a broken right? hand for the entire second half with the broken hand. Yeah. Apparently so, he's not missing any time. Yeah. They play Thursday against my Patriots, which I would say is a I guess a, a decent enough matchup for like some splash plays potentially. But he has a broken yeah. hand. Like I don't know how I don't know how he can possibly play. Uh but if he does, I just guess I'm still fading him a little bit. Uh because how are he, how is he gonna play with a broken hand? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. So that's yeah, that's some huge. So as, when we get to the Miami game, we'll talk about this too. The what the players tell the media is definitely not always how it shakes out. So mm-hmm. I just highlighted Trenton Thompson, the the Steelers' backup safety. If you want to just handcuff Fitzpatrick, if he doesn't go on Thursday, then Thompson could be a nice little fill in there. Um, of course, Demonte Casey uh, is is the other safety who wait, did he? Give us anything this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, seven not points. seven whole points on ninety-one percent. Seven. This is another one where there not a lot of fancy points to go around here. So um, it was nice to see Alex Highsmith break out of his slump um, in not a good matchup. Um, you know, I'll do, if he if you're counting linebacker points, it was a good matchup, but he's not a linebacker. He's a defensive end, edge rusher. So this was not a great. Um, matchup for Arizona and he just broke through and happened to get the sacks. Uh TJ Watt split a sack with him there. Um you know TJ Watt turns in a sound game. Nicely Buddha Baker kind of break out of a slump uh with his alignments has been kind of crappy as of late. So nice to see him there. But Jalen Thompson right behind him in fantasy points production. Um Josh Woods still the linebacker own Michael Walker in this one takes over the production battle from uh Elandon Roberts who must have gotten injured as well I, I'm not sure um because Roberts down to 22 percent uh Michael Walker 96 percent so he definitely needs to be added I think one way or another because either Roberts got injured or he lost his job uh to bad play 
So regardless, Michael Walker is going to be probably your number one linebacker pickup this week, I would say for sure, because there aren't a lot of opportunities out there. Did you, you find it? Yeah, Roberts left with a no, groin injury. injury. Interesting. So who knows? He he might not even miss any time, but um, still, uh, is, there a, like Walker. is there a curse with yeah. the Steelers linebackers this year? This like year, there sure is. Stay healthy, holy cow! Yeah, which is why we also saw Mark Robinson get some playing time and turn in some decent production. Uh, eight tackles. For solo. So um, I'm not highlighting him yet just because the groin injuries. Like, I, I would expect Roberts to be back from that. But yeah. um, late, later in the week, as it goes, you know, monitoring his practice, yeah, you might want to snag uh, Mark Robinson off the later week waivers. But I would not necessarily put in a claim for him um, in your in your Tuesday, uh, you know, claims there. So, oh, yeah, short week going against a Patriots team that has, yeah. you know, all things considered, maybe a quarterback that shouldn't be in the league leading it with uh, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, old, old as yeah. heck, Ezekiel Elliott leading the 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 rushing committee there uh, yeah. because Stevenson got hurt. Like there's going to be a lot of like just run three downs in a row punt. So right. I think there's going to be plenty of tackles there for those linebackers. So whoever is shooting up, I think uh, the matchup should be decent. Um, but ugh. Uh, yeah. yeah, other things I'd be remiss not to mention Joey Porter, my rookie cornerback, 100% of snaps. Uh, yeah. You love to see it. Uh, with that being said, probably fading him next mm. week because I don't expect mm. the Patriots to pass that frequently, nor do I expect there to be many uh, completions uh, to for there to be tackles because for there to be tackles for cornerbacks, you know, if they actually have to make make catches, which uh, none point. of the Patriots seemingly can. So probably fading him, <laughs> but again, dynasty, uh, you know, era pointed up. I feel like this has been a great class of rookie cornerbacks like, who have been yeah. producing and playing a whole bunch. Um, felt like going in, like, you know, who's one or two is like, actually they're all playing pretty solidly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and that, never forget about Christian Gonzalez, the Patriot, uh, the one good player we have. Anyway, not about not talking about the <laughs> Patriots right now. It's so easy to get sucked in. Uh, Zayvon Collins, disappointing game, 57% of snaps. Didn't really do much. You know, he I don't stinks. know if people were still living off of that name anymore. Uh, we had him as a Hail Mary. He's still a Hail Mary. I mean, that's enough snaps at a position where, you know, maybe he'll hit, but... I, I, you can probably find someone better out there. He'll be a weekly Hail Mary just because he's part of that giant rotation. The guy I want is BJ Ojolari. Um, mm -hmm. Not a great, you know, he didn't get home for a sack in this one, did get a QB hit and defended a pass. So he's chipping in elsewhere. Um, he only, only played 46%. I don't know why Collins is getting the, the snap uh, preferential treatment there because Ojolari is definitely better at this point. Um, but yeah, Cardinals defense is a, at least on the defensive line and the edge rushers is a is a gross, gross thing for fantasy. Yeah, and then another uh defensive lineman, Cam Hayward, is having just Ooh. I don't know if this is the wheels falling off sort of season. It yeah. kind of feels like it. Still playing seventy-four yeah. percent of defensive snaps. He's only scoring the thirty-third uh most points per game. Uh, obviously he was hurt for a whole bunch of the year and he's been like decent enough. Uh but that's right. not the Cam Hayward where if you're in a league where you're starting one defensive tackle, it's kind of yeah. hard justifying rolling him out there at this point. He's hurt he's hurting you now. Yeah, I had him as a stud just because I thought he'd he'd bounce back. Uh this was a pretty good matchup. Um 
fantasy perspective and yeah just didn't turn it in so get getting a little scary there for for big cam um i think he's only had really one maybe two useful games so far this year so uh yeah might be uh yeah, might three. be time to lower his his expectations here going forward uh, agreed Anything else on this one? Kind of another nope. stinky game. <laughs> Let's go to the Colts Titans. Colts and Titans. All right. So um, Big Aziz bounces back strong in this one, back up to 96%. I was getting a little worried there uh, just with his snap count. That's why we had him listed as a kind of a tier two guy. Plus, the fact that um, in the you know twenty first and giving up points, it's like it's not horrible, but it's not great either. Um, so yeah, nice to see him back with a, a great double digit tackle game and adding the sack into the, into it as well. Uh, a few below, and we're gonna go see Jack Gibbons on just fifty nine percent of the snaps and an incredible tackling production performance. Thirteen total with nine solos, but. Again, it was 59% of the snaps. So are we trusting him? That's why he's not highlighted in red, folks. Like I, I I'm not I'm not trusting him. I mean, just the prior two games when he was losing steam to Monty Rice, he would kill you if you had him in your lineup. So I don't know. What do you think about him? Uh, can't be can't be trusted. Yeah. Can't be. Don't give me him. Give me EJ Speed. Yes. EJ Speed 92%. Uh, eight total tackles, three of them for a loss, and six solo. So that's great. Um, we do have to touch on what you told me pre-show that big Jeffrey Simmons went down in this run and is likely to miss a couple of games, right? Yep, not uh, not IR, not season ending. Okay. Um, so uh, the, what they're projecting is a couple of games. Um, you know, obviously some more opportunities there for, for other players. Um, I don't know. Timing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean – right before the fantasy playoffs brutal mm-hmm. for brutal for for us here in this space um mm-hmm. i'm interested to see if they actually do end up bringing him back however i mean the titan season's mm-hmm. kind of lost like why yeah. r- why risk if it's gonna be a couple Good weeks point. anyway why even risk bringing back you know one of your better yeah. players that you have a lot of money in so mm-hmm. uh obviously if you have an ir spot and you can stash him there great um if you're in a league that you know you're only starting one defensive tackle again there are mm-hmm. going to be better players than him um, on your waiver wire. That'll provide you more value. Absolutely. So we have uh, Tyre Tart uh, highlighted in red as a potential pickup in this one. So um, not super exciting, but, you know, Danico Autry might see more snaps sliding back. He's kind of been playing more on the outside, honestly, um, in that scheme. Uh, so maybe we see him slide back more inside uh with his alignments but it'll be interesting to see how they figure that out um as far as the idp pickups kevon wallace for the titans the safety 90 percent snaps shitty production this week but uh still noteworthy with the snap counts amani hooker just because the name isn't huge so if he's still out there 100 snaps and had a decent enough uh production week this week uh, of course, EJ Speed, same thing. In case people have been sleeping on him, definitely should be rostered in all, in most leagues. And Jalen Jones just having really nice – this is what uh, the rookie corner, Juju Brents, for the Colts should be giving you, but he's been injured. So in the meantime, it's Jalen Jones playing 100% of snaps and giving you really, really solid production here, um, outproducing Kenny Moore even in this one uh, to the tune of 18.5 points on 
That was 100% sad. And then Big Samson Ibukan is on a hot streak right now. Um, just 59% of snaps, but, you know, he is a specialized role, and, you know, these are the boom games he can give you. Um, it was a nice matchup against Tennessee. You can see giving up the six most, most fantasy points to defensive end, so it kind of makes sense that he had a nice game here. So, you know, be a little cautious just throwing him into your lineup, riding the hot streak, depending on what the matchups are going to be next year, which, you know, subscribers over at idpguysgot.org will be able to know from our written content and our charts that go up every week. If you'd like to get 10% off, IDP plus, plus sign pod uh, will give you 10% off all those uh, levels of a membership over on the site there. But yeah, so Ibukov definitely needs to be rostered. Uh, as far as into your starting lineup, it is pretty much a weekly gamble. Uh, but we did have him as a solid this week. So I'll take that as a hit. <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple weeks now since, you know, the Colts released Shaquille Leonard. You know, and they've always had in their scheme two linebackers to be relevant, right? So obviously we expected it to be EJ Speed. It's just nice seeing that, you know, come to fruition, um, which... Uh, if you're in some leagues where maybe some other managers have checked out because their teams haven't done too well, you know, players like that can be available, available. Um, I kind of see speed as similar to uh, special agent Jack Sanborn, you know, helping people uh, of last year uh, yeah. advance, uh, advance that people aren't paying attention. You know, they'll find under the radar, but he'll help you advance in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um Anything else on this one? I don't have a whole lot else, I don't think. Nope, I'm good. Some the injuries, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. That will take us to uh, the Dolphins and the Commanders. So we alluded to this with Minkin Fitzpatrick. So apparently all week, Javon Holland said, my knees are great, and then just doesn't play. Uh, so that's why Brandon Jones uh, is highlighted, because we're going to have to see if Holland is going to be out more than one week here. Um, if he is, Brandon Jones could definitely be a uh, a valuable asset potentially here um, down down the line. Um, yeah, n- so news now, under- news yeah. now. Both knees are bad. It's like, oh, my yeah. knees are fine. It's like, no, both. not even just one of them. Both the knees right. are bad. Like, great, <laughs> not great. Like, yeah, uh, that's that's tough here. Um, I imagine how much of that is related to you know health for the playoffs. Like the the Dolphins yeah. have a pretty Ooh. decent lock point. Uh, on the yeah. division for sure um with the bills kind of floundering where right. are they where are they overall in the afc uh, they gotta be up there with the chiefs just losing um they let's take a quick look here so okay, that's they're, the tied only thing, the, right? they're tied with the ravens uh okay we'll see what happens with the jaguars but the afc is uh, all jumbled together there like anybody's got a shot at the one seed i think going yeah so i guess my theory was gonna be they're gonna you know keep their players healthy because they can't have a jalen phillips sort of thing happen to them you know for this team that has super bowl aspirations you'd rather have your team be healthy you know but they're still playing so actually i i bet he comes back as soon as he can yeah yeah so jones you know he he's kind of a he maybe should be in like gray here um as far as a pickoff but um the other guys uh Percy Butler, we talk about him almost every week. Washington safety playing 100% of snaps. Like he's 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 more of the free safety, but he can be useful to you. Um, Cody Barton is back, so in case people haven't caught on, he's back and is playing 100% of snaps. So if anybody dropped him, um, he he is the 
the LB1 on that team. And then our guy, big, big Andy Van Ginkle, um, you know, returns a interception for a touchdown in this one, like just doing Andy Van Ginkle things. When he when he gets the the playing time, he's he's a great player. But we've talked about him, you know, previously when everyone's healthy, he's waiver wire. So we told you to grab him last week. If people still are sleeping, now is he gonna return a touchdown? Uh, an interception for a touchdown every week, of course not. But if he is playing 84% of snaps, I want that. And I'll take this crazy ceiling that mad that the Van Ginkle magic has uh in his back pocket, it seems. So um, so yeah, what what else do you got? <laughs> yeah, this game was nice. Neither of these teams had any player that like super killed you. Obviously, Christian yeah. Wilkins is the one shining example of maybe you know someone that hurt you. Four points. Yeah. He played 80% defensive snaps. Still the sixth highest scoring defensive tackle out there. Very shallow position. If you have him, you're throwing him out there. Um, right. Otherwise, the studs sort of played like the, you know, no stud played like their, their studly self. But, you know, sometimes in these playoff pushes, you're happy just getting, you know, the average, like just get me points, uh, you know, and hope for better days. So, um yeah, I think the, the Percy Butler call out is great. Cam Curl continues to be decent uh, as we'd expect him to be, uh, but Butler definitely needs to be rostered there. Um, and yeah, Cody Barton, I is he good at football? I don't know. <laughs> Generally, you know? we said we said no. We said no, but he continues yeah. when he plays, he produces, you know. Uh, so yeah, if he happened to be dropped, go go ahead and get him. Um, we did see Jerome Baker go down with an injury. Um, apparently he's considered week to week. So the Dolphins might be in the market for a linebacker or Duke Riley. So I'll, I'll highly, I just highlighted, um, Zach Sealer, who's been playing really well, uh, over there. So for your defensive tackle leagues, he, he's another guy to not forget about 80% snaps, got one and a half sacks in this one. Um, but Duke Riley, if the Dolphins don't go get someone, uh, he might be the new LB2. So David Long played 82%. Um, you know, he he's probably rostered in most leagues at this point. Um, Cam Curl should have had a lot better game with Dolphins giving up the you know, they're a great matchup for secondaries, pretty much any secondary almost. And um, yeah, this production was very disappointing. So can't really explain it away. It's just sometimes it happens, but um, yeah. So um, Baker's the big story there, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else who jumps out at me. Um, you know, normally I Cody Barton only missed production to Javen Davis by one point. I'm definitely Team Barton over Team Davis, just to make that clear. Um, but uh, but yeah, he had one more point <laughs> than Barton in this one. Oh well. Um, yeah, the bottom is really gross here. Mm. Yeah, no one you really need to worry about down there. Yeah. Uh, Channing Tindall showing up on the statue, though. Look at you go. Wow. 5% yeah, well, of snaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's just that's one of those blasts like, from the past names. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember writing some rookie profiles about him. Yeah, from just last year. But, yeah, who knows? Maybe he'll get some more playing time than that 5%. But, yeah, he bought three snaps and three tackles. So, um, if he could, you know, extrapolate that production into more playing time, he's going to be a hot waiver pickup. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if, if, if Duke Riley was kind of just the emergency fill-in and then next week maybe they hand the reins to $10. It's something to keep, 
keep your eyes on uh, to the to the practice reports there. Who's but I who's wouldn't bet there. on it. <laughs> no, don't. He's definitely not someone to worry about yet. But you can see that happening. Tindall was a nice little sleeper, um, rookie sleeper, but he just who is still asleep, not getting playing time. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, we can move on to the Panthers and the Buccaneers now. Um, we have to start with the linebacker situation in Tampa Bay. No Devin White, no Levante Davis, Sarasi Dennis, uh. No Sarasi Dennis as well, right? And then who was – wait. Yeah, no Sarasi Dennis. Mm-hmm. They was supposed to be K.J. Britt. K.J. Britt down in the in the middle of the game or early in the game. So J.J. Russell is apparently the next up, next man up. And Let's he go. comes away with an awesome, awesome game. Um, I don't know. I'm not spending too much fab. I don't know how long uh, the, the combo of White and David are going to be out. but. Yeah, apparently J.J. Russell is a player on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who is a linebacker. Um, yikes. No uh, lies detected. No lies yeah. detected. You know what? I got to do – I'm got to do Marquise Haynes there too because we didn't realize he was going to have such a role. Um, 68% of snaps there. Uh, had a really nice game. You, uh, Yeter Gross Matos came back in this one to play 60% of staff. I'm not highlighting him because he's, I don't like him very much. Um, so I, yeah, I'd rather have Marquise Haynes than Gross Matos. Um, Alex Cook, hundred percent of snaps. So as long as Bob Bell is out now, he didn't have any production to give me in this one, but a hundred percent of snaps. You can't ignore Xavier Woods. I have just in case people forgot that he was out there. Also hundred percent of snaps. And then uh, Zion McCollum for the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, with all their injuries at cornerback, uh, played ninety nine percent of the snaps. So those are the IDP waiver wires. Um, do you got anything as far as takeaways or anything goes? Yeah, I mean you'll notice here in our start set advice, we are. I think there's, if I'm seeing this correctly, a single person that we ranked as a stud. Right with the amount yeah. of injuries and the fluctuations with both of these teams all year, um, it's hard to find consistent players. So my big yeah. takeaway from this game: yes, there are yeah. waiver wire fines, right, for folks that are, can perform well, but they're not going to perform necessarily at that stud level, right? Like you're mm-hmm. you're trying to replace, find that diamond in the rough, like LB four uh, or or DE three uh, in these like deeper leagues. I would not rush out and immediately start mm-hmm. someone like a, a JJ Russell or a Xavier Woods. Um, or an Alex Cook uh, in anything other than a like desperation move. Maybe not Xavier Woods. Woods has shown that shown IDP value uh, in the past, um, but mostly that both these teams are kind of gross. Who the heck knows who's suiting up for the the Buccaneers next week? I sure as heck don't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you expect the Panthers to be a little more um, consistent in that manner, even though they're they're bad. Uh, who who are they playing? I think I mentioned who they were playing before. They are playing uh, the Saints. They are playing the Panthers. Okay. Are playing the Saints. Um, so actually, that's a pretty decent matchup. Uh, I might be Jameis Winston. Uh, <laughs> you know, turnover machine that he is there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in terms of this game, I, I don't know if I've learned a whole lot. Clash of Cansey kind of came back down to earth. He's uh, getting a lot of pressures there. Um, I think Arrow still pointed up for him in his rookie year at that defensive tackle spot, um, but not trustworthy in, in much of anything presently. No. Um, yeah, Diaby is having, putting some good games together. Um, so I'm going to put him in red too here because he got home for another sack. 
Um, and it, it's like seeing his playing time increasing. So uh, 65% uh, as opposed to, let's see, Joe Tryon down to 38%. Not great. Um, who had someone? Oh, uh, Shaq Barrett, uh, 67% in this one, but did like absolutely nothing. So don't really know what's going on with him. Could just be the, uh, you know, later portion of the season and, He's, you know, not a spring chicken coming off that that bad injury. So, uh, yeah, it might be Yaya Diaby season at your defensive end then for the Bucks. So, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Neal was coming in to play some linebacker. That's why you see him jump up to 79%. You know, if these guys are coming back healthy, I don't expect that to continue. So, that's why he's not highlighted. He was basically an emergency uh, fill-in there. So, um, all right, good on this one. Yes, sir. All right, that'll take us to the Browns and the Rams. Uh, again, very top-heavy scoring here. First, we can start out with Miles Garrett and the Zero Burger. You know, he had the injury pop up last week. He plays 89% of snaps, just can't get home, can't do anything in this one. So major, major hurtful uh, Zero Burger in this game. But, hey, we've seen Michael Parsons do it. Um, it, it can happen, but I think he gets a pass. But let's hope that injury isn't uh, isn't affecting him. You know, just even though he plays all these staffs, maybe he wasn't still able to to go 100%, and hence why he doesn't record a stat in this one. So that hurts, right? I mean, that is brutal. But again, it happens, especially at that position. Uh, but we've seen it at other ones too. So you're obviously going to roll with him uh, moving forward. But we feel your pain. At the end of the day, fantasy sports still has a decent modicum of luck in it. You can do make all the right decisions. You can do everything right. And then all it takes is one bad week and things go go sideways. So we feel your pain. Commiserate with us. Uh, buy some trophy smack loser merch. You'll, you'll feel better. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so John Johnson is, is one of the better pickups. He has regained a starting safety role, playing 100% of snaps here, uh, which is kind of why Jordan Fuller might be taking a little bit of a hit in production, although he's still playing 100% of snaps. So no more uh, rust yeast to worry about. Uh, he did play 45% of snaps as kind of like, I guess, a linebacker type role. But uh, yeah, Johnson and Fuller are, are your starters now in the in the Rams safety uh, backfield there. Uh, Ernest Jones turns in a monster tackle game. Um, Kobe Turner, you know, he he's looking like a great replacement when Aaron Donald uh, decides to hang him up. He's been crushing Donald in production as of late um, and is absolutely a dynasty, uh, even just defensive lineman um, leagues. He should be, you know, a consideration for, for dynasty leagues. Comes away with another one and a half sacks on just 52% of snaps, which is one of his lower uh, counts um, in the in the past few weeks there. But, um, yeah, Juan Thornhill back healthy at 100%. So we have him uh, – pegged as a as an idp pickup there um i didn't do byron young this week i figured i'd get off the the horse um 90 of snaps by now if you've been listening to this show at all you know how much i love byron young so i'm leaving him off the waiver wire list this week but um you know he turns in a decent enough game uh with michael hecht i think banged up did he he might have missed the game or do i see him i don't think i see him having recorded a stat if he played <laughs> so not great um <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you got? Uh, you you want to do the, the the linebackers on this one for for the Browns? Oh boy, yeah. So Back to being a mess. It's 
It is, but it isn't. I think we've seen enough now that Jo is like Jok is finally right. I think he's finally at least the guy on that team, right? Mm-hmm. So he has some really nice production as of late. He played eighty six percent of defensive snaps. That's kind of what you want him to see. He is. I mean, he only scored seven points here, but he had six tackles. Five were assists right so all it takes is a few of those to to spin into solos right and he's good he's also been getting a decent amount of splash plays there so i i'm good upgrading him to be like an lb3-4 um mm-hmm. nothing crazy like you're again in your more shallow leagues which you know we're all a part of you know completely ignore him um but i mean outplaying taki taki fun name to say outplaying mm-hmm. and i say when i'm saying outplaying both fantasy production and snaps um Anthony Walker. Um, yeah, I think he is the guy. He's the guy yeah. there if you're going to be starting anyone for the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. Still kind of gross, but uh, in the past, we've seen all of those numbers be closer to each player playing 70, which is, I don't know how it mathematically works, uh, but but it seems to always happen. But there's at least some delineation here between the playtime and, and fantasy production. Uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, the, the Byron Young stuff. I mean, we'll keep hammering that train uh, as long as we can, like he's been yeah. great. Uh, you should go get him. Uh, <laughs> but no, this game was nice. Other than the big outlier, Miles Garrett, it's like all the people we expect to be solid or studly mm-hmm. generally performed well enough that you're not going to be super, super mad about it. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, if no crazy injuries, not a whole lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Walker came back from injuries as his first week back. Uh, they gave him 58%. Uh, eating into the Taki Taki 41%, who I like better. I wish they would give him a more consistent role, but for whatever reason, they are choosing not to. Um, cool. I think, I, I think, yeah, Nick Michael Hecht played. I'm not and saying so he anything. Played, just didn't record, or maybe something messed up with our stats here, but uh, yeah, I'm not seeing. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no stats here for him. So I don't know. Okay. That's a, that's a surprise. Yeah. He'd been doing really well. Oh, well, um, on to a depressing game for me to talk about. Oh, this is a, this is a fun game. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was definitely entertaining. Um, we could use Big Dom, the security guard that got uh-huh. kicked out, along with Dre Greenlaw, maybe in the defensive backfield because we just got torched by um, our linebacking core and, uh, and the secondary there. So not, not great. Um now, I did read earlier that Shaq Leonard is officially becoming an Eagle. So we're going to add him down here at the bottom. <laughs> yes, we are talking about right the Niners-Eagles game, folks. Niners, oh, my bad. Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if that wasn't made readily apparent by Steve's sadness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's supposed to have the good team on this on this podcast. Uh, and yet here we are. <laughs> we're both losers. Yeah. Our teams both suck. Am I right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, Shaq Leonard joins the Eagles. Definitely worth a pickup. It'll be interesting to see what kind of role he gets. I do still have Nicholas Morrow highlighted because he'll still be the linebacker, too, as awful as he was, especially in this game. Um, he, I think PFF said he was directly related for, like, almost all of the passing yardage um, that the that the 49ers, or at least half of it. Um, so, yeah, as far as pickups go, uh, Leonard Morrow on the San Francisco side, still Jair Brown, 
Um, if he, you know, people are sleeping on him, 100% snaps at safety. And Ambry Thomas is is a new, you know, full time cornerback uh, for for the 49ers over the past couple of weeks. So in your corner required leagues. Um, yeah, we saw Javon Kinlaw pop with two sacks, which is really frustrating because he stunk. He stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, he Not stunk good. all season. To allow for us to allow him to get two sacks is very annoying. Do not go chase that. Thirty-one uh, percent of snaps. You're, you know, again, he's been completely off the. Re- this is the first time we've said his name preseason or up until this point. So not someone you need to go chase at all. Of it. Um, Christian Alf had a decent enough fantasy game, but again, he'll probably be relegated back to uh, full-time backup duties with with Leonard coming on board. Um, Reed Blankenship still 100% snaps, not the greatest production game uh, that he's had in this one because the 49ers just kept scoring uh, over and over and over again. So it wasn't a lot of time on the field to record IDP stats for the Eagles here, uh, which is why most of the 49ers are, are topping the the scoring there. Um, Dre Greenlaw got kicked out. That's why his snaps are so low. Uh, who knows? I don't know if he'll be suspended or not, but um, Oren Burks would probably be the next guy. I don't have him highlighted just because I, I think it was just a one-game thing there for for Greenlaw. So um, I don't know. I'll let I'll let you with a more object subject objective eye uh, to this game uh, speak on anyone else here. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm so clouded with the with the depression of the loss that I you know I don't know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, it's um. It's a fascinating game. I feel like from a take the actual result aside, pretty boring IDP game uh, to me, uh, namely the people that did really, 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 really well. I don't know how well we can predict them to do it again, you know, like other than the the Jair Browns, you know, definitely someone that should be right. at, the, at play time. That kind of production should be picked up Morrow, I mean, we have him as a waiver wire pickup. But yeah, the Shaquille Leonard stuff, like I know Leonard's not the same guy that he's been, right? Uh, it's kind of more mm-hmm. of a depth piece, but that's still scary. It still scares me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, um, in terms of just plug and playing uh, Morrow out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ambry Thomas, that's a, that's a nice pickup too. But as you can see here, again, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, the studs and solids generally did what we expected them to do, um, which is great. Uh yeah, Son Reddick has figured things out again, which is nice. Uh, there was a, I guess it was just one week that he was off. Uh, mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. I'm just still burned from the beginning of the year when he like truly yeah. just torched me for the first four weeks. Did nothing, uh, and then figured it out. So he's yeah, he's been playing better. So he's still plug and play. Um, <laughs> the thing that interests me about Philadelphia is that defensive tackle. All the defensive tackles, right? Yeah. Like obviously, it's an embarrassment of riches. Not their best mm-hmm. game today, uh, but just looking at general relative play times. Um, you know, Jalen Carter playing 64%, Davis playing only 53%. It's just not enough. And Fletcher Cox playing 64. Yeah, it's just not enough for me to truly trust any of them. But you no. watch them, like there's always someone that does something, right? Yeah. Uh, so if you are in a desperation play for a defensive tackle, we know one of the Philadelphia defensive tackles is going to do something. Uh, we just can't with any confidence pick which one, right? Right. Um, so definitely better. Like if you can just have a, you know, the Eagles defensive line, maybe that's the format of uh, a like best ball fantasy football. We have to start promoting like you just get the entire, you get the entire position group from a team. Like I'll take the Eagles (laughs) defensive line. Thank you. Yeah. uh, And go from there. But I like that. (laughs) But no other, other than that, I think again, this is one of those scenarios where yeah, both teams 
I think we have a pretty good understanding of and with no crazy injuries and the only major addition being Shaquille Leonard. Um, we, I think we can expect these play times to be consistent next week. Yep. Um, all right. That's good for me on this one. And the last game is the Chiefs oh. and the Packers. Wild game. Uh, Who saw major, this coming? major upset? Yeah, absolutely. Um, along with some kind of cruddy uh, injuries here. We saw uh, Drew Tranquil go down, only ha- only getting to play 11% of the snaps. And weirdly, Jack Cochran uh, took over. So I, I, I guess he's like the direct backup. Um, I would have expected Leo Chenal or, well, Willie Gay also played uh, a ton of snaps there too. But I would have expected Chenal to get more run, which is super frustrating because he's very good, a second-round pick, and they run with Cochran. So... I don't know what's the deal there. We have Cochran highlighted um, along with Willie Gay and along with Darnell Savage, who returned in this one, uh, the the Packers safety, to play 91% of snaps. I kind of want to highlight Leo Chanel, but like the fact that he couldn't get more than um, 39% of snaps with Tranquil going down and leaving the game early is like, it's just mystifying to me. I I don't get it. So um, what what do you got on this one? Yeah, of note, uh, Nick Bolden practiced last week. Uh, didn't play, obviously, in this Ooh. game. Uh, but because he practiced, maybe this true Tranquil uh, nonsense might get him to yeah, rush hurt. him back a little earlier. Um, which, if he comes back, if someone, for whatever reason, dropped him uh, like yeah. in redraft, like he was, yeah. there's a reason why he was one of our top three linebackers out there. Yeah. Uh, that, that has some real potential there. Um, so just monitor that. Um, I I think especially with that tranquil injury, like they don't have really the personnel to ease him back in. Like I think he's just going to be right. out there, or when he goes out there, he will be right back to what he was. Uh, so mm-hmm. if he doesn't play, yeah, Willie Gay, he's the he's the guy to go get. Uh, I don't trust Jack Cochran. I it's hard to no. right. Like I like I I'm so risk averse when it comes to things like this. Um, mm-hmm. That I'll let someone else deal with that. Go with yeah. a, a more stable uh, commodity uh, for 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 your playoff push there uh yeah quay walker doing quay walker things yeah. love to highlight our wins um in preseason predictions uh you'd love to see that uh michael dana continues to do well and it confuses the heck out of me like maybe i should start believing uh and this is one of his lower um, snap counts of the year he had been playing yeah, it's, 80 90 percent <laughs> i don't let's, care how, how is how is he doing on the year yeah, I mean, I know there's been plenty of games where he's hit that 80 90 uh, mark. Yeah, um, he started really hot and then kind of cooled off. Um, right. So yeah, he's he's still someone that you can kind of leave there on the waiver wire, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Doug from George Carlaftis and Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're kind of you know we have Chris Jones. He is he's kind of a weekly stud. He's one of these guys that like I've said it before, like the phrase you're kind of forced to start him. You know, some of these guys, you just got to eat these, these bad weeks Mm -hmm. in order to, to reap the benefits of not miss out on the good one. So just kind of is what it is on that one. Um, Yeah. Love to see Lucas finesse do something. He only played 37% of snaps, but he did get home for a sec and a couple of QB hits. Love to see it. Um, Obviously that's not nearly enough product or enough uh, snap percentage to, you know, actually go out and get, but from the deep dynasty perspective, I mean, 
you got to take what you can get with players like this that were just kind of stashes the entire time. So there's some hope there, uh, some hope there for him. We'll have to, um, I want to touch on the Packers safety situation with Savage coming back, playing 91%. Uh, Jonathan Owens stuck around at 100%. I see Rudy Ford on here with recorded statistics, but only 10% of snaps. He had been the starter previously, um, along with Anthony Johnson still playing 9%. So I don't know what I, I, Johnson 9% plus Savage is 91 equals 100. Uh, before getting in there at 10, if he's healthy, I don't know why he only played 10% of snaps. And I was doing research, saw that he had, you know, he broke up, I believe, the 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 play, the uh, Hail Mary um, at the end of the game. So, like, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on with the, with the safety situation. So, outside of Savage, I mean, if Owens is going to keep his 100% role, I, I guess he's safe to, to keep, but I, I don't have him highlighted to go pick up right now because I just I want to see what's going to happen um, with the snap counts here moving forward. Because previously it was Owens and Johnson were 0% guys with a healthy Ford and Savage. So it's interesting to see if that's going to change now. Um, have they, as, as Owens earned playing time, I'm, I'm not really sure here. Uh, so that's one that we're going to have to keep our eyes on through the week, or maybe we have to let another full game play out in order to to get a, a strong takeaway on what's going on there. So, yeah, when the Packers went out and got Owens in the offseason, I mean, Owens had a very productive year last year for the Texans. I was like, okay, cool, he's going to be their their DB two or their their safety two from a fantasy perspective. Uh, so I was surprised when he was rolling out zero like percent or like the ten percent mm-hmm. snap share uh, in those earlier games. So there's I guess there's a real world where the Packers just didn't know what they were getting, uh, and then they due to injuries threw him out there. It's like oh he's actually performing really well. Um, granted he did have that uh, kind of BS uh, personal foul on Mahomes there so hopefully there's no disciplinary action there against him but um yeah i like i mean i like going to that db4 i'm a little biased uh from you know my preseason projection there i'd like to think yeah. they found they they've realized they have an asset there that they can use um so i think you are i think we're both right probably not thrust into your starting lineup but definitely something mm-hmm. to to monitor so if he gets another 100 next week i think we're we're gotta be fully in on him mm-hmm um, Lucas Van Ness gets a sack in this one. Definitely a dynasty stash. We just need to see that playing time increase, which I think it will next year. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, we don't, we assume that Preston Smith's probably gone. They paid Rashawn Gary, who not a great game in this one. Luckily, a half a sack, but only four assists and a QB hit to go with that in a lot of leagues, you know, even in this league, which is pretty, pretty aggressive scoring. It was only, uh, seven points uh for fantasy yeah. so like these are the games you get from gary too but next year i think it'll be a more healthy dose of gary and van ness on the edges there depending on what happens with with preston smith who also turned in kind of a a clunker in this one uh, along with devon J. campbell you know back healthy um somewhat healthy at least 82 percent, but only four tackles just one of them solo and we see isaiah mcduffie not on here because he only plays when those guys are injured. So, um, yeah, so he could be kicked back to the waiver wire until inevitably one of Walker or Campbell gets injured again, unfortunately. So, um, anything else? I think that's it. All right. All right. To kind of finish off the, the show here, just your, your trending uh, guys, your trending players 
who are our top ads. Um, we'll kind of do, I kind of tried to rank them and, you know, of course we've added some guys um, to the highlights as we talk through the show here. But my, so my top linebacker ads are um, Cody Barton, Michael Walker from Pittsburgh, Josh Woods, uh, EJ Speed, and Willie Gay. And I'll cut it off there. It cuts off at Jack Conkren, uh, because, and I'm probably going to lower him you know, as we've talked through this a little bit, um, you know, what kind of order would you have the linebackers and do you have any preferences or, or guys you would jump up into the top, like five or six pickups there that I didn't mention? Yeah. Not from what you have there. I mean, I, I could maybe see EJ speed being that third one over Josh okay. Woods, but I think yeah. Barden, you know, has the established production. So he's got to be number one. Um, Mikhail Walker has a huge opportunity because someone has to tackle, Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> next week against the Patriots. Um, yeah. And then I like the play time and what we've seen from EJ speed. He looks electric out there. He pops. So I'd probably have him at three. Okay. Um, then Willie Gay is so predicated on if Nick Bolton comes back. Cause if Bolton right. comes back, right. We kind of know gay is, who's definitely a worthy player, right? Just more relegated to those deeper leagues than, um, you know, the more shallow leagues. So no, I think I like that list where it's at. Absolutely. Top few picks on defensive backs. We've got Jair Brown from the 49ers, Derek Stingley uh, from the Texans, John Johnson from the Rams, Jimmy Ward also from the Texans, Amani Hooker from the Titans, and that's where I'll cut it off. So um, anybody below them that you want to call out that, that might be a, a more solid or equally as solid pickup in the top five or six? Yeah, I don't know if these are more solid, but I mean, Jabril Peppers has been very yeah. good all year. Talking like a top 12, top 15 safety mm-hmm. uh, goes up against a floundering offense that is the Steelers. Granted, I think it'll be Mitchell Trubisky playing. So I don't we'll have to look into the tape and, and look into some stats, yeah. see if that's good or bad thing. So just <laughs> buyer beware there. Like might be good or might be bad for Jabril Peppers in this upcoming week. Uh, other than that, Brandon Jones, you know, monitor the the injuries there in Miami. Uh, Jones has proven that when he's the guy, he is the guy. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I like him up there. Granted, those top five uh, defensive backs we have in that list, Brown, Stingley, Johnson, Ward, Hooker, you know, they've been really good for, uh, for a decent amount of time. So uh, I don't know if those other players are better than those five, but definitely worth consideration. And then over to the defensive lines, a little light list. Uh, we've got Andrew Van Ginkle uh, from the Dolphins, Tuli Tupelotu from the Chargers, Samson Ibukam from the Colts, Tyre Tart from the Titans. Uh, two guys that I remember I highlighted were uh, Kobe Turner from the Rams, definitely should be on there, along with Yaya Diaby from uh, the Buccaneers. So that's kind of the top list. There's no one to kind of slide up or down there. Um, definitely just Van Ginkle and uh, Tuipolotu with their playing time are uh, multiple tiers above the rest that we mentioned um, just because of their opportunity and playing time being in the 80 to 90% uh, of snaps there. So um, yeah, I don't know if there's just anything you want to add on to there or any guys you want to highlight. Those are the guys, Byron young. I won't uh, yeah. stop putting him there. He's like our forever you, waiver wire. You. He shouldn't be on any <laughs> waiver wire anymore. If you're listening to us, right. uh, but for whatever reason he is uh, him, uh, other than that, yeah, not a whole lot of things have changed at a, uh, in a stable way to really 
trust anyone else. Uh, we know the Jeffrey Simmons injury is going to hurt there in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. So we expect that to be tier tart. Uh, if it's not, we'll let you know next week. Uh, right. But, but yeah, no, I, I think the defensive line is, is pretty stable. Yeah. We might have to let the Titans game play out, unfortunately too, but yeah. we we're pretty strong. Uh, strongly assume because part has popped uh last year a little bit so we're hoping he gets the shot to take over now is he going to give you jeffrey simmons production no you can't just pencil that in but if you're desperate (laughs) for a dt play uh then part could be your guy so uh, yeah and i and i will yeah and i'll and i'll be a little uh homerish too like keon white and that much play time like that's something to monitor definitely not go grab and, and play right away but in right. these last five games, which there are five more Patriots games that I have to watch this year because they're my team <laughs> and I feel obligated to. Uh, if he gets that uh, amount of play uh, time, uh, he might, you know, have a game that he helps you win something. Uh, so just ponder that. All righty. With that being said, uh, we are going to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the IDP Plus podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, building some steam here, even through the, the tough, middle towards the end of the season because we know your your playoffs are picking up so if you if you want that you know customized help uh specific questions you need to become a subscriber over at idpguys.org get that direct access to the staff um you know put your lineups in there we'll help you figure out moves to make who to start who to sit all that good stuff uh so you can use our code idp plus that's a plus sign pod uh, for 10% off any levels of membership. So, uh, Matt, you want to uh, finish off with anything? Yeah. And if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, we have so many great shows going on yeah. now. There's never been a better time to be a subscriber there. Uh, we have waiver wires. We have our lovely show there. We have start shit, start sit. We have <laughs> the IDP. No, no, it depends on some of that, you know, some of this, uh, looking at you, Ricky. Um, we have the IDP lounge. We just want to come hang out with our personalities. There's a lot of really great shows and there's plenty more coming, uh, rolling into, Oh, we have the offensive points guys, uh, now doing all their awesome content. They're shifting more to dynasty. If that's more, your more, your scene, there's never been a better time to come check us out over there. Um, or listen to any in all those podcasts. So yeah, we love having you in the IDP guys family. Uh, and we want to help you as much as we can. So keep sending us your questions, keep being active participant, and we love being a part of your fantasy football lives. Hell yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve Hungardner, the IDP hunters crushing uh, fantasy pros rankings um, for IDP. So he's doing a show every week as well. So yeah, we're just, we're, Really excited to be bringing everyone this IDP-centric content. Uh, like I said, we brought on offensive points, guys, who are just wizards at offense. I mean, we all we all like to tip our caps to offense, too. We can talk offense, but um, those guys are, are just specialists and in the dynasty realm are, are just awesome, awesome. So, mm. uh, yeah, really appreciate everyone tuning in and hope you'll uh, you'll stick with us for your, for your fantasy football content needs here uh, moving forward. So... Uh, We'll see you next week and thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.